Welcome to Cracks in the Foundation with Tallulah Rose. To this day, I still don't know how to start an intro, but hi, how are you? This isn't a conversation. I don't. <laughs> That's why it's so weird for me to say hello, because it's not like you can respond unless you want to. You can email this link, I guess. That'd be fun. Um, yeah. How are you? Email me to let me know how you're doing. Um, this is going to be the first exclusive podcast for the paid subscribers for my newsletter. Um, so welcome very much. I really wanted to talk about shadow work in this episode. Um but I also wanted to make it more casual than the other podcasts. I know how much more casual can I get? And you're right. I don't, I don't really know, but we're going to see what happens. <laughs> so as you know, I love shadow work. I love identity shifting, understanding what all of that means. So what better way to kick off these exclusive podcasts to actually talk about what the fuck shadow work actually is. Um, so shadow work was coined by Carl Jung. Um, if you've ever heard of like Jungian or yeah, that's how you say it. Jungian philosophy or psychology. Um, he really studied shadow work. He identified it. He also identified archetypes and, um, he spoke a lot about what the meaning of dreams could be in terms of a psychology perspective. So Carl Jung focused on four main archetypes. Um, they're the self the persona, the shadow, and the anima or animus. So the persona or the mask is that outward face we present to the world. So it kind of conceals the real self. You know, it's that, you know, it's the alter egos of the world. The Sasha Fierces, you know, Beyonce's alter ego, that's pretty much her persona. So she's a good example. And then you have the anima, which is this mirror image of our biological sex. So it's like the feminine masculine side. Um, it's whatever we are unconsciously embodying. I don't know if that makes sense. So if you are male, then you would have the unconscious feminine side and that would be your anemis. Um, and then the masculine side in women. So each sex manifests attitudes and behavior um, by the virtue. So it's like the psyche of your sexuality in a way. I could get that wrong. Don't shoot me if I'm wrong. <laughs> and then we have the shadow, which is just a little example. Or in terms of Carl Jung, the shadow is this animal side of our personality. It's kind of like that destructive energy, that energy that we have this predisposition for survival, but we might not necessarily be proud of that. Um, it's we all have the potential for all of human potential. And so that includes everything that we deem bad as a society. Um, and then finally, you have the self, which is this sense of unity and experience. So it's like this ultimate level of selfhood. I would say this kind of refers to that um, higher self aspect in spirituality. And looking at it as just a psychology point of view or philosophical, whatever you want to use, self-interested view is more like the shadow is this self that you feel like you've had to bury down deep so that you don't 
present that. Um, so you're very much tied to your persona. I would say the persona is more ego driven. And then the shadow side is this anti-ego side, I guess. It's a side that is still ego based, but it's kind of like the antithesis of what you want to be perceived as. Or you think that if you're perceived in that way, then you're not going to be loved. Um, which can get very complicated because for me, a lot of my shadow self was actually good things because I was taught that being having good qualities would make me less desir desirable. Um, for example, like <clears throat> I would always get told that I was extremely smart. And so I would get made fun of and be told that because I'm smart, I'm not going to be pretty. And if you're pretty, you're actually stupid. And so sometimes people call me really pretty. And then I would be like, okay, so am I stupid now? And when you're a kid, you always think in absolute. So you don't understand the nuance of and context of things. So you take that in and you're like, okay, so it's a bad thing to be complimented. And I won't be loved if I'm complimented. If I'm smart, then a boy's not going to love me. Or if I am very sure of myself, then people are going to think I'm a bitch. And, you know, all that great stuff from childhood. Um, yeah, because we live in absolutes. The best way to view shadow, in my opinion, is to think of the dark character um, in like video games like uh, Kingdom Hearts or anime. Um, if you've ever watched Seven Deadly Sins or literally every anime has dark characters. It's like you have the main character and then you have their dark version. Every superhero movie has that. So you have like Spider-Man and then you have Venom and I mean, it goes on. It's like this whole archetype system of movies and storybooks of like, there's always this dark character. And so I started creating like stories about that anti-Deanna or anti-person um, where I would create <laughs> little short stories of like what they do, what do they like, what do they need, what do they feel like resentment for, why are they angry or upset or scared, what would help them heal and what would make them feel loved in that moment. And I went and took this and kind of, yeah, developed my shadow that way. Some people will draw their shadow or make a painting. You can make a self-portrait of the shadow self. Um, basically, especially if you don't know what the shadow self is right now, uh, one of the best ways to do it is kind of to see where <laughs> you're getting triggered or frustrated or like people are pissing you off and write down the attribute that is pissing you off. Like, do you get mad at your boss a lot because of his arrogance? And if you write that down, where did you learn that it wasn't okay to speak your mind or show up um, or be perceived as arrogant? Like what would happen if you were arrogant or if you embodied those traits of an arrogant person that you kind of see? And you might even be saying right now, like, I don't even know who the fuck I am. How would I know a shadow self if I don't even know my own identity? Um, well, one thing that I did, because I am the queen of not knowing who you are, <laughs> um, I started, this is going to sound weird. What I did was kind of like, I didn't draw anything in particular. 
um, I just put my hand on a piece of paper with a pen, closed my eyes, and then I just moved my hand, like whatever way felt good for me. And I just took a deep breath as I was doing it. And I've got to say, it did feel really weird because I am very much a visual creature in the sense like I can't move forward with something if I don't know how it's going to turn out. I very much will draw or collage what I want to make before I do it because it drives me like insane if I just <laughs> start making something. Um, so it might feel wrong if you do that, but when you look at it, it's going to be this formless blob of nothingness. And like, that's the whole point. So that's your essence. Um, it's this formless being, it's your soul. And when we try to draw ourselves, we start to hold these containers for what we believe we are supposed to be um, or told to us. So when we allow our hand to make this gesture, whatever way we feel in the moment, closing our eyes, we're tapping into this identity that cannot be defined. So to me, that's this essence, that's that self um, in that Jungian archetype where it's just this essence of your soul or being or whatever you want to call it. And just sit with it and look at it for as long as you want. And just take a moment to breathe into that little blob <laughs> and send that little blob as much love as possible and just write down whatever comes to your mind of what you feel. And that's your essence. And then I would encourage you to, I, I really want to make meditations one day to do this, but you know, whatever. Um, if you sit with yourself, I have too many ideas and that's a shadow of mine. <laughs> Um, if you sit with yourself and just breathe and imagine yourself walking down a flight of stairs and every step it gets darker and darker and before you know it at the bottom of the step you're in this cave and it's cold and it's damp and you see yourself just your shadow self in the corner doing something <laughs> and so just keep your mind on that shadow self see what they're doing and then then do the same thing, that blob movement, but with the shadow self in mind. And I feel like if you do that, you're going to have this new essence pop up. And when that essence is done, when you feel satisfied with your blob, <laughs> then sit with that and look at it and see what feelings come up, what traits come up for this essence of your shadow, what feelings and desires does a shadow have? And just write about that. If you want to keep going, then you might create a story or you might paint a self-portrait of your shadow or you might just take it for a walk. Pretend that you're your shadow self for a day. How would you show up in the world? Like, I feel like I would be a lot different if I was showing up as my shadow self. And I still did a lot of work on my shadow. So I don't think it's an ever ending thing. And I don't think it's something that you have to constantly be working on. Um, I kind of hate the word shadow work because it doesn't feel like work. It just feels like it feels like accepting and understanding your capacity for humanness. And that might be controversial because there's a lot of people doing a lot of bad things in the world. But I am just a believer that all actions of human and all traits of human 
are within all of us. And I'll give you an example. Like, as bad as it sounds, <laughs> if something horrific happened, it's still natural because we're natural, because humans are nature, right? So for me, when we think of people and we think, oh, I don't know how they could do that. Like, that's impossible. Like, that's just insane. Like, is it though? Because it is happening and it is possible. And we're on earth doing human things. So if they're doing that, then it must be a human thing. I don't know if that makes any sense. And like, that doesn't excuse any behavior or action because we do have those systems in place of society and collective ideals of what is good versus bad and um, all of those things. But innately, like a lion tearing off the face of a deer or antelope, what are those things called? Gazelles. <laughs> like that, if that lion was human, it would be a heinous act, right? But because it's a lion, it's natural. Are we not natural beings? Um that's just my two cents. I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling. The thing, why I'm thinking about this is because I <laughs> I found an Instagram site. And if you're squeamish, don't watch it. But it's called The Dark Side of Nature. I think, you know what? I should look that up to make sure. Um, please hold, you know? Just pretend there's background music or something. This, The Dark Side... Yes, it's called The Dark Side of Nature. Um, and what that does is it's just videos and photos of, of nature doing bad shit. Um, not bad in the terms of they're evil, they need to go to hell, but bad as in like gruesome because we're always shown cute videos of lions and cubs. But like, have you ever seen a video of a lion eating their cub? Because that exists and that happens. Um <laughs> And other things, or a horse stepping on a bird. It's it's not pleasant, but it's real. And it's always very humbling for me when I look at people and say they're a really bad person to remind myself, like, it's real. And that doesn't make it better. <laughs> it shouldn't ease yourself, ease your nerves. But yeah, that's the shadow side. It doesn't necessarily mean bad as an evil. It's just shadow is the parts of ourselves that we think we can't embody um, without losing love. That's how I interpret it. And on a collective scale, that's happening. We see that all the time now. And it just seems like the world is getting worse and worse. And I feel like we're having to integrate our shadow now. Like we have to face it. And that's the whole thing of shadow. Like imagine you're walking down an alley and you can feel something following you and you try to run away and it's just like always on you. And the solution is you can keep running and running and running and running or you can turn around and face it and face that shadow and ask it, what are you here for? What are you trying to teach me? What am I not seeing? And that's how I look at shadow. So... We're all just living in a superhero movie. That's, <laughs> I guess that's my point. <laughs> I don't know any other point than that. Um, but that's what Shadow is. And 
why that's important with identity shifting is because when we don't, when we want a new identity, for example, like I always use lazy as the example. If we use the word lazy and you've always been told you were lazy, you feel like you can't be anything but lazy and you want to change that. So laziness is the shadow. So what aspect of laziness makes you unlovable? And looking at that and integrating that it's okay to be lazy and you can still be lazy and still be loved and still be successful and all these things, um, that might look like you changing the word and the meaning of lazy. Does it mean what? I also like to give my shadow words definitions. Like what do I categorize lazy as? Is it a habit of being distracted, being unmotivated, um, being, <laughs> I was going to say useless, but that's not what I mean. <laughs> but give that word a definition is what I mean. And then when you give that word a definition, then try to reframe what that definition means. Like, could laziness mean relaxation? Could laziness mean slow movement? Could it mean pondering or waiting for answers or letting yourself simmer? Um, could it mean just taking time and being present? Um, I mean, Winnie the Pooh was lazy, right? Or blue? Yeah, blue. But he got all that honey, you know? <laughs> he always had honey and he always had a great time. So lazy doesn't always mean bad. And integrating that, finding out who told you that lazy was bad? Who told you that um, you were a bad person if you were lazy? Or did you tell yourself that? Did kids tell you that? Did teachers, parents, like find a memory or several memories of that being reinforced that laziness equals unloved and integrate that new definition of laziness into those memories. And that's how you kind of move through that shadow and integrate it and love it. But you don't have to do any of that shit. <laughs> I love ritual. I love taking action and feeling like I am achieving something. So I'm very goal oriented. So that is helpful for me when integrating shadow and like doing the quote unquote shadow work. Um, but you don't have to do that. Like if you realize that you feel like your shadow is eating or your shadow is, yeah, eating, and you don't want to hold that shadow anymore, you can literally just put it down. And I know that sounds really weird, and I don't mean to say, like, oh, just get better or stop feeling sad. That's not what I mean. What I mean is there's no act or ritual that you have to do to prove that you're worthy of changing or you're worthy of improving, or you're worthy of love and bringing in new love and bringing in new confidence and self-love for yourself. You can, you have so much power that you can switch on a dime your whole life. And I, it might be delusional. I have no idea. I like living in that delusion that I have that much power and autonomy that I can switch my identity at the drop of a hat that it doesn't, it makes doing that integration so much more enjoyable for me because I'm not stressed about it working. Because 
you're already the you that you want to be. Let me backtrack on that. (laughs) Because I, if you're new here, I'm a believer of infinite timeline theory. So the you that is not lazy or the you that has a better relationship with eating already exists on another timeline. So at any moment, you can go, okay, I want to be on that timeline. And you can become, yeah, become that person that's already doing that and already integrating that attribute. So it feels really weird. Some people call it timeline jumping. Some people call it quantum leaping. Some people call it, um, I forget the other words, but there's a lot of words for it. And what it means is just like understanding that the you you want to be already exists on that timeline. You're just tapping into that energy already because We keep looking at growth as this linear experience and we keep looking at like going to therapy every week and not seeing progress because we're trying to be on this linear path when it's just that you that is healed and good and happy and loving themselves, they already exist. So it's not necessarily about doing the work day in, day out and trying to achieve this linear path of growth and feeling like you're not doing enough and all these things. It's tapping into that energy of the you that exists already on that other timeline. How the fuck do you do that? I'm still working it out. I'm not a fucking guru over here. I don't know why I'm swearing so much, but this is a private podcast, so it's totally fine. (laughs) Um, Like I said, I'm not a guru, so like I'm very much in the the process of figuring that out myself. Um, For me personally, what I've noticed is when I'm so consumed with my joy, then I just naturally integrate into that new version. So it's kind of like I see that version and I say, oh, I want to experience that. Oh, I'm curious what that feels like. Oh, I wonder what this is like. And then I just do the thing (laughs) as if I've already done it and have already experienced it and just feel the excitement of experiencing it as if I'm already experiencing it again, that's when things come in for me. And that's when I integrate and show up for myself and feel self-loved. Because I mean, five years ago, even like three years ago, I had such little self-confidence. I had no self-love at all. I felt like I was constantly dog paddling for other people to approve of me. And now I don't know when the shift happened. I have no idea of like, I did this. So then this happened. I just woke up one day and realized like, why am I not in love with myself? And that was a shift. So I don't know if any of this made sense, but I'm going to cut the podcast here because it's just, yeah, I want to keep these short. I think, um, But if any of that resonated, please let me know. I would love to talk about it with you. I love talking about timeline theories and quantum leaping and all that fun stuff. Um, I'm going to do two this month, I think, because I was supposed to do one last month. (laughs) So I'm so sorry. But thank you for listening. And yeah, talk next time. Bye.